This is Perspective as a Motherfucker. Sit back, strap in, and relax. Cue transition. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. We back again for another week. Hoping everyone's having a great week. We're recording this pretty late right now. Uh, it's Monday. I usually like to get these out at least by Thursday or Friday, but um, tried to exhaust all options for guests. Unfortunately, um, just timing. Timing was the big pain in the ass. So unfortunately, I'm making sure, like I said, at least 40 to 45 episodes this year and every year after that. We're going to be consistent and we're going to keep moving. So with that being said, fortunately and unfortunately, it's just me. So another solo episode coming at you. I have a lot to talk about uh, in the next hour or so. And last week's episode was really good because it uh, put some insight into me about where I want to go and take the podcast. Um, Old friend uh, by the name of JP3. That was a long one. Um, And it's nothing like having a good conversation with somebody that you know because the conversation just flows so effortlessly. And it's one of the things that when I got into the podcast space that I thought, okay, who's going to... Not only can we have a conversation, but can it actually be a conversation and not uh, not like an interview or, you know, something that it's going to be a whole bunch of stop and starting. And as you get into, you know, knowing people as uh, if you guys have been here from the beginning when I had my, you know, my co-host with me, my best friend, you know, we've known each other for 20 years. So, you know, there's conversations we've had off pod that we kind of just brung on pod. And it was one of those things where he... It was my first time I've ever really had a partner. So actually bouncing ideas off of somebody, I was usually the guy that, you know, just figures things out. And even with the last episode, that showed me that I need a format. Rogan has a format. The Brilliant Idiots, Charlemagne, Andrew have a format. All these different podcasts have, have formats. They have an outline, if you will. So they're not just getting on the pod and talking shit. Because honestly... Um, that was my just intention. It wasn't to really monetize or to build a, you know, big super platform or anything like that. I just wanted to talk about the things that I wanted to talk about. And what a buddy of mine said is that a podcast, you want to know who your audience is. You just don't talk about the things that you want to talk about. Like Rogan, for instance... You get to the point to where you can have people on to talk about shit you like. But in the beginning, you're trying to figure out what your audience is. As far as demographics, generations. What do they like? What do they grow up with? Like, what are they looking at as far as in current events, media? All these different things. And these are things, to be honest with you, again, I was just getting on and getting on people that I wanted to talk to that I thought were interesting. But he gave me some really good advice if I'm going to get to the point to where I have hope, sorry, high profile celebrities on or, you know, people of interest or in different things, I'm, it's going to have to be a format. So with that being said, I'm actually going to be uh, starting this format today and then every podcast after. So, um, bear with me. I'm going to be, uh, sending out, uh, links um as far as to, to you know what do you guys want to you know talk 
um, had me talk about different topics, things like that. Biggest thing about the podcast is, of course, like I said, where perspective is a motherfucker over here. So I feel like everybody has a opinion, a different take on something. And it's just figuring out why you think the way you think. So with that being said, uh, my week has been pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, it ended on a, a bit of a sour note. Uh, my best friend, uh, who was my co-host at, um, when I first started the pod, his sister's fiance passed away suddenly. And unfortunately, um, he's a police officer. He didn't, you know, pass away in the line of duty, like a shootout or anything. It was just one of those freak, you know, automobile accidents. And unfortunately, um, what makes it worse is he has four kids. The oldest is 13 going on 14, and he has three kids that are under the age of five. So right now, um, life is hard for her. Life is hard for um, the family. And it's something that um, I've dealt with loss more times than I can count. So it's one of those things that um, I know what that feels like. I know what the pain and the anguish and all those things, all those emotions that she's feeling right now, I felt them before. Um, For a five-year period from St. Patty's Day of 2009 to about August of 2014, I lost everybody that raised me. So, to put this in perspective, my great-grandmother basically my grandmother uh, gave me one of the best memories ever in my life I was her favorite basically essentially she ended up passing away the next one after that unfortunately was my grandmother I called her mama she raised me my mother and my dad were in the picture but they weren't in the picture at the same time and you know do a little bit you know think about what I just said they were here, but they, they didn't really raise me. They taught me stuff, but they didn't really raise me. She she raised me. She passed away spring of 2010 from pancreatic cancer. She smoked basically her entire life. So uh, from like 12 up until 50-something. So, yeah. Next one was a bit of a doozy. My mother. She got murdered by her boyfriend. That was a rough one. That made me start drinking, and uh, I had a bit of a, had a bit of a, um, I went on a bit of a, a year or two bender of just not being there. Like I wasn't, I, w- I was there, but I wasn't there. A month later, unfortunately, her brother that actually buried her, he got murdered. So it was just one after another. And then, unfortunately, the the icing on the top, this happened, you know, years later. My father got pancreatic cancer. He was a drinker. A borderline abusive alcoholic, but a good man. And, unfortunately, he was drinking since he was 14. And, unfortunately, didn't catch the cancer in time. And unfortunately, I had to see both him and my grandmother that died from pancreatic cancer decay into shells of their former selves. And it's one of those things that it's rough. 
is something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You have these memories of who this person is, and when it's all said and done, they're literally a shell of their former self. It's... It's hard. But because I've been through all that in my life, um, I have an appreciation, or I guess an... Uh, death doesn't really hit me the way I guess other people would and I had to understand it I had to channel it at the time I mean I had my moments there was times honestly where I would go on YouTube I'd listen to you know some sad songs and drink because all I wanted to do was feel nothing if you've ever seen Vampire Diaries right and there's a couple characters on there that under extreme uh, threats or distress or pain, they turn their emotions off. They call it a humanity switch. It basically makes you, um, what's that word? Um, It makes you apathetic. Like you just have apathy to where you just don't care. It's like, you're kind of like, okay. And for a time, I will, from the time I was 20 to about, well, yeah, really, really from like the time I was 20 to probably, I'll say 23 or 24, I had, I turned it off. It was easier that way. I was able to work, do what I needed to do, and I just turned it off. I come home from a long day, whatever I was doing was just manual labor or whatever, and I come home, I'm cool stiff drink of some black velvet or some E&J or some nice dark liquor some coke some you know some type of you know mixer and I got to the point where I make a one hitter cup now for anybody that doesn't know what a one hitter cup is a one hitter cup is basically a lot of alcohol and a splash of a mixer just to give it taste and I drink about three or four of those until I'd let that that let that warmth wash over me. It was something I liked that feeling. It made things a lot easier. But after a while, when I was going through anything, that was what I would do. And a friend of mine, my best friend, he told me that you're not you. Like, there was a time, and, you know, we, we talked on the pod about this when he was when he was my guest host, that there was a time and period where you just were not yourself. You were not, you were here, but you, you weren't here. And it's like, you know, you don't realize when you're going through those things. And, you know, there's most people that go through life and they experience um, pain and <sighs> unpleasantness and either a lot of things different happen they either find a way to channel it they either have a a very victim mindset about it to where you know they just well all these things just happen to me and then they basically use that to justify the poor decisions they have in their life and for me I never wanted to do that I mean life happens you understand you comprehend you move as such people want to die every day I mean, 
Rico said it best and paid in full to A Boogie. Niggas die every day, B. And I've had that mindset for a long time to where, I mean, we all die. There's one thing that we are promised in this world. We're not even promised to live when we're born. That's why you have stillborns and everything like that. But we're promised one thing is to die. And we all die at one point. We just hope that when we do die, that we leave this world a little bit better than we left it. And we leave impact and we leave impressions. And we hope whatever impact that we leave on others has the ripple effect that we want to put any little bit of change in the world. That's what I think so at least. But yeah, she's going through a rough time and I've just, I've been there. So it's one of those things where um, as you guys are listening to this, I'm on my way there right now. She's about an hour out. And I said that I was going to do it. And for me, keeping my word not only to myself, but keeping my word to the people that I care about is very important to me now more than ever. Sometimes I might be late, but if I say I'm going to go and do something and there's no reason why I can't make it and it's a little bit inconvenient, that's okay. That's okay. Life is not supposed to be easy. That's one of the things I want people to understand. I made a a video uh, for Motivational Monday since I, I always make something just to get people fired up and even myself fired up. And my message was for today that your path is your path. And there's a lot of people that are going to have have it easier than you in life. But if they have it so easy in life and they don't know how to handle certain situations, they will struggle in the long term. Instead of the person that fought tooth and nail to get to where they need to be and now they're living life on easy street they realize that any problem moving forward after they overcome the odds is nothing and you have so many people that go through things and then they always ask this question well why is this why is life so hard for me why am i fighting so hard not even to get to uber success to get to the fucking middle and it's one of those things that a lot of people don't understand. There's a lot of, it's it's annoying. It's like I'm fighting so hard. I'm moving in this very small margin of error. If I move the wrong way, it's all going down. It's all coming down. And when you when you move in those type of environments, and you thrive, and not only thrive, you are successful, it does, it does two things. It gives you a better appreciation for life because you realize that life can always be bad. But you realize that if life does get bad for you again, you've been there before. You know what to do. It's just, do you want to do it? Do you want to pick it? Do you want to pick up your big boy pants or your on your big girl pants and say okay cool I've been here before let's get it done and it's something that a lot of people they struggle with they struggle with a lot and that's something to where that's in my wheelhouse now forever 
And that's something to where even in my business, I fought, I battled back from the abyss more times than I can count. And now I'm at the spot to where I'm not trying to get there again. So I'm doing everything in my power. I'm still keeping the main thing, the main thing. And like life is good. I mean, I got no complaints. Uh, I've been starting to date over the uh, last couple months. And I'm starting to just have no expectations. I'm being honest about my intentions and what I want. For a lot of you guys out there that want to date casually. But you just not sure how. Because let's go say you do want a girl. But you just don't want to say, hey, I just want to fuck you. Right? You can say... Just, as annoying as it is, there are several ways to say the same thing, okay? And unfortunately, especially now nowadays, digestion is key. Not the message. The message has to be digestible. And to be honest with you, I don't necessarily like di- digestible messages. Because nobody wants to alienate anybody. Everybody wants everybody. Which, you can't have everybody. And what a lot of people don't understand is the message has always been the message. You don't have to like me or you don't have to like my message. But is my message lying? Is it not true? So what are we talking about here? And it's annoying as fuck. Don't get me wrong. But for me, I know exactly who I am, but I don't know exactly what my partner looks like. So I'm trying to figure that out. So I've been going on dates, whether it's meeting girls at the dog park, which I go pretty frequently, or even on a lot of these apps, Tinder, Bumble, um, Hinge, or even in person. So, I'm basically using all avenues right now. And I'm just being upfront, I'm honest, and it's working. And I realized this too, guys. If I was just honest and confident in who I was as a person... My life would have been so much easier. I would have had less problems, less drama, because I was insecure. I didn't know who the fuck I was. And once you know who you are, life gets easier because somebody because people can't tell you who you are. You already know it. Uh, I went on a picnic on Sunday. I had a date, but unfortunately she flaked. So what I did was instead of making a whole bunch of stuff for the picnic, because I made a whole bunch of appetizers from scratch, I went on this goddamn picnic by myself. I rolled that shit out right at the park. I had my music. I had my bottle. I was chilling, having a good time, shut out for a couple hours. And then I walked around the Arboretum. Saw a whole bunch of, you know, trees and trails and shit. Because this year, guys, and the type of energy I'm on is... If I invite you out to something that's great, I would have had a lot more fun with you, but I'm still going to go regardless because nobody, and I mean nobody, is fucking up my vibe in 2022. So, now, after that, um, I had a second date. This one was, uh, this one made my weekend. It was a, it was a great time. It was a great vibe. Uh, ended up going out to this, um, this day party called rum jerk so um rum you know basically rum punch you know 
drinks, you know, Caribbean food, whole bunch of black people, black excellence, whole bunch of uh, Jamaicans, Caribbeans, Trinidadians, a lot of blah, 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 blah. It, it was just a vibe. It was a vibe. It was just, it's just nice when you're just out there seeing your people, just having a good time. Nobody trying to fight each other. Nobody trying to shoot up the place and just having a good ass vibe. And uh, this girl I went out with, she was really shy. I actually met her at the, this uh, last event, the silent party last week. And, uh, you know, she, she was really shy in the beginning, you know, when, uh, you know, we, you know, we got, you know, out there, but as the night progressed, you know, she started kind of feeling herself, things like that, like really loosening up. And what I realized this too, Gus, is, is going out drinking, uh, you know, a good time, of course, but I don't need to get annihilated to have a good time. Okay, I do not need to get a line. Sorry, annihilated. Okay, these last couple of events I've been going to, I might I might have drank a little bit before, nothing crazy, but I drank like maybe two drinks at the at at the event because one of them drinks is expensive. Some of them, are. so and there's a lot of times where these drinks ain't really kicking in right away. So sometimes you out there, you dancing, you vibing, whatever. You look, you feel like you're looking like an idiot. Like, that's how I felt, not this past weekend, but last weekend. I went out to the silent party. And, you know, I had, you know, I had two drinks, whatever. Just what, shit didn't kick in. So, you know, the music was vibing. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm dancing like nobody is here. And I'm having a good-ass time. And I had a great time. So, go out for you. Like, have a good time. Like, you never know who you'll meet just out, you know, relaxing. And that was just, again, that's my whole mood. That's all my, that's my whole energy this year is I'm going to go out and do shit and have a good time. I don't need to spend a whole bunch of money. Half of these dates maybe spent maybe $40 and that was on tickets to these events. Like, and if you're looking for events... Guys, I'm talking about in any area. Like I said, I live in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So there's a couple apps I want you guys to uh, bookmark right now. One is Meetup. Like, it's good for networking, but it's really good for events. There's U Nation, really good for events as well. Eventbrite has events out the ass. A lot of them are free. And also, a lot of them, they have... You have to buy a ticket or you have to reserve a ticket. And a lot of the times, fortunately, if you have to go and reserve a ticket, then it does it does eliminate a little bit of the riffraff because a lot of the riffraff don't have the don't have the time or the patience to go and reserve any spots or things like that. A lot of them do shit last minute. Uh, so that's the good thing. And also Facebook events. But just look about events in your area. That's, that's the biggest thing. That would, whether you're going out, like you're single, going out with a group, like have a good time. And if you're an introverted person, believe it or not, with all the things I've been talking about in the last 20 minutes, um, I am an introvert. After um, the funeral, I pretty much worked the whole, you know, shift that I got off at about nine o'clock. I was thinking about, hey, let me go out. And I was just like, mm, no. I'm not going out. 
still gonna I'm still gonna have a good ass time. But I'm going out tomorrow. I'm going out tomorrow. And um I don't need to go out today just because for whatever reason. So all I did was I just chilled in the house with the pup, relaxed, had a couple of drinks, watched the movie, passed out. Okay. Sunday was a long one because uh but it was a good day. So that was pretty much what was going on in going on with me uh my weekend. You know, this past week, uh we have new Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. Um I'm actually pretty uh this Super Bowl was a was an interesting one. Um, not only was it you soon you've seen two teams that you haven't seen in the Super Bowl in a very long time, and the good thing about it was uh, it was the storyline more than anything else. So, if you guys aren't aware, right, the LA Rams years ago used to be the St. Louis Rams. Okay, the last time they won a Super Bowl was with Kurt Warner. That was in 03, so about 18 years ago, okay? Uh, Certain people are literally are as old as that as old as that Super Bowl uh, that Super Bowl win. Now, again, you have certain people, you know, as far as Tom Darnold, even like uh, OBJ, which to be honest with you, I wasn't paying attention. I had no idea he was even on the Rams. Kind of slim by and, you know, got a ring. It's just kind of how that goes. And you had, of course, on, you know, you know, the opposite side, you had Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is a bit of a Cinderella story because not only did the Bengals, um, they weren't even, they weren't even in playoff contention last year. They won four games. We're not talking about a team stinking with with all due respect to all you Cincinnati fans. Your Bengals sucked for a very long time. They never even won a Super Bowl. And the funny thing about even with how everything was going was you had a quarterback by the name of Joe Burrow. He was uh, like All-American uh, drafted in the first round from LSU. He won the title with LSU last year. Now, he already knew he was getting drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals because he had a commitment. Now, if you're the top one quarterback, especially one of, uh, you know, picks and things like that, you got a lot more leverage than, you know, people just waiting to get picked by a team. Now, a lot of people in this situation, if we're being honest, with just what he saw, you know, just from their last, you know, their last year's performance, that this could have this could have easily been, you know, uh, a Johnny Manziel or you know Baker Mayfield type of situation, to where you get all this talent and then you just don't have the right weapons, and then you're getting injured, and then you're fucked. But what I will respect about Joe Burrow is he's a man of his word. He could have easily gotten traded or or forced to trade to, you know, another team. But he said, 
very firmly that if I said I was going to commit to this team, I'm going to commit to this team. And within his first season, he made it to the fucking Super Bowl. Which, the last two Super Bowls, you had Mahomes and Brady. And now, now you have a shining star, if you will, Joe Burrow in the in the wings, if you will. And then anybody else. The It's probably one of the bi- biggest things I like about football. It's right about that one thing about any given Sunday. Especially when the playoffs happen. It can be anybody's game. And it's one of those things that just a lot of people don't understand about football where it's like, it's a fight of, it's it's a game of inches. You only need so many inches to get a first down. And then once you get a first down, keep driving, keep driving until you get that next first down, that next first down, until you score. And some teams, they can get it up the field in a couple minutes. Some teams, it might take them a quarter or so. But if you keep fighting for every single inch, not only in football, but in life, you'll get to where you need to be. And that's one of the things that... That's one of the things that... In life... I mean... We love an underdog. It was... It was... And not only that... As far as even you want to go and say about the Super Bowl, the game itself... But... 2022 is definitely... Showed me and a lot of people we still love nostalgia. The the Super Bowl halftime show out of this fucking world. Kendrick, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. You had a stage full of legends. And they did the goddamn thing. Now, a lot of people are saying this was a political statement, blah, blah, blah. And, again, I'm not a big fan of politics. If they were maybe trying to do a political gesture, that's one thing. But, no. It's funny, I've seen a meme where uh, they had, they had uh, you know, basically like... Uh, like the over like 40 crowd, um, like the over like 40, 50 crowd was like, damn, I don't really like them. And then you have the under 30 crowd to see like who they are. And then you have the over 30 crowd, you have the over 30 crowd like, this is the best thing I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see who's going to be in the Super Bowl next year. I really am. Uh, as we all know, Brady's retired, which, I mean, it's not bad. You can either go out on a win or you can go out on a loss. But after he got that last ring with with Tampa, um, there was he was already in the goat conversation. That just solidified it more. And now you can kind of enjoy and do what the fuck you want to do. So I think that's pretty good though. Now, um, I want to go and switch gears here and talk about this uh, new gun control bill. Now, 
they're saying that they're trying to model it after the Texas abortion bill. So essentially, if you guys aren't aware about the uh, Texas abortion bill, um, anybody that is basically uh, abetting or helping somebody get an abortion in Texas, uh, doesn't matter if it's like the doctor or anything like that, can be can be sued, can be prosecuted, all these different things. So they they want to go and do that with guns, and I feel like it makes sense to a degree because it's one of those things where I mean it's it's no different than you know when someone ODs right, you know off of drugs. You not only you arrest the dealer, you prosecute the dealer, you and you prosecute the supplier. But if we're going to be honest here, guys, this is a very slippery slope. This is a very slippery slope. I'm going to tell you guys that right, because uh, as far as like the person that got you the gun, that's fine. If you weren't supposed to have the gun. That's one thing. You should did your due diligence. But like manufacturers and things like that, like let's let's not like that's a very that's a very slippery slope and a lot of the times I don't I don't really get the whole gun control debate to be honest because people are going to die from guns. It's going to happen. And I don't want to equate this to like assaults or murder, but there's a certain amount of murder, there's a certain amount of assaults, there's a certain amount of bad things that are going to happen in this country or in, in, in the world. It's going to happen. The only thing you can do, the only thing you can do is either minimize the numbers or reduce it. The way, that's the only thing you can do. You're not going to stop all crime. You're not going to stop all gun violence. Like, this is America. I don't... I don't understand how people think the way they think. We like money, we love guns, we love sex, and we love drugs. Like, you can't have a war on guns and you can't have a war on drugs because we like that shit. We like it. We like it a lot. And there's no way that anybody is going to give up guns or they're not going to give up drugs. All these different things that people are asking for. Or so, that... To be restricted or things like that. I understand where people are coming from. But people really need to get a grip. Like, they really need to get a grip. They really need to understand that these things aren't just going to go away just because you see a tragedy. Or this happens to you. It's, It's similar to the vaccine, unfortunately. That you have a lot of people that they were against the vaccine for so long and the only reason why now is because it either affected their immediate family or they had to get it and now since they got it they want everybody else to get it because they caved when you should never caved in the first place and again I, I hope this doesn't get struck down or things like that I if you want to get the vaccine, that's completely fine. I've said this probably a million times. But whether you get the vaccine or not, it's not going to... Like, it's... You're still... You can still spread it. So, if it's... If it can't not be spread, whether I get the vaccine or not, what is the reason for me getting it? And then people say, well, you don't die. 
Well, if I want to die, that's my decision. This is America. This is... I got the right to make a decision. You can deem it to be a stupid decision, but I have the right to make it. And as long as I'm not hurting anybody, it doesn't matter. It should not matter. So, yeah, that's just how I, that's just how I feel. I, I feel like this, it's not going to end well because when you start suing people, where, where does suing people usually go? You got, you have a lot of people here to where they get sue happy to where not only do I want to go and sue the manufacturer, but I want to go and sue you. I want to go and sue the, the, you know, the city, all these people to where you just doing frivolous lawsuits. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you'll have companies that just pay out because they have a certain budget to where it's like, okay, cool. Struggling check, shut them the fuck up. Cool. We don't even feel like dealing with this shit, but then you have certain companies to where it's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists and whether you like it or not, what you're doing is terrorism. It's stupid terrorism, but it's terrorism nonetheless. And you have a lot of companies to where I think people forget, like, you're the little guy, they're the big guy. The big guy usually crushes you and puts your dick in the dirt and puts you in a position to where you can either take this money or we'll bury you under legal paperwork indefinitely. We'll just tie it up in the courts. They have more money than you. If anybody's ever had to fight a case about about anything, them lawyer fees are not, uh, they ain't cheap. Like, dealing with a lawyer is fucking expensive. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm a wishful thinker. I'm just, again, I understand where people don't want people to die from guns. But people are going to die from guns. It's just going to happen. And some people kind of have to be... To a degree, you just have to understand that that's going to happen. Okay? I'm going to start going into uh, a couple of these questions. Uh, These are questions I'm going to be asking... um, On the podcast later episodes. And these are really, like I said, to make, make my guests think... But also to make myself think. So without it without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, so we're back. And like I said, I'm gonna get into these questions. Um I'm only gonna do a few because um right now I'm outside. I just got to uh my uh to the house. So I wanna make sure you know, the kids are taken care of, all that wonderful stuff. So let's jump right in, guys. Um, if you could tell your younger self anything that would have caused you less pain and drama, what would it be? This is a really good one for me. This actually kind of, this really hits home for me. So I would tell my younger self, be less afraid and be who you are. If I was less afraid, (sighs) my life would have been a little bit more easier. I wouldn't have been super cautious. You had bad things happen. And sometimes you don't ever want to experience that type of pain again. So you you play scared. But bad things happen in life. And especially when you're young, if you don't stand up 
for yourself or the other people around you, then, you know, people walk all over you and you'll never have that type of confidence. Again, I'm at the stage now where um, it took me a minute to get here. But, uh, and also, be yourself. I would have saved my, my, myself so much problems if I was just myself and didn't try to pretend to be somebody I'm not. Because at the end of the day, people will like you for you. And the people that don't like you for you, you don't want them to be around you. If we're, we're just being honest. It's just, it's not a fun time pretending. And if pretending is fun, it's only fun for so long. Until it's, it's just outright exhausting. Okay? Next question is, are you where you want to be in life? I could say, not yet. I'm getting there, slowly but surely. Um... And I actually have a, a destination in mind. A, a, a lot of the time, for most of my life, I just I worked. I wanted to just live a life to do what I wanted to do. Go out a little bit, drink a little bit, have a good time. And I didn't really have a destination in mind of like what I want to do. And now I'm starting to realize uh, I do. Like I, you know, I in the future, I want a family. I want kids. I want all these things. But there's certain things that I feel like I need to accomplish first before I do that. I don't need to accomplish everything by myself. But I need a certain level of accomplishment, if that makes sense, under my belt so I can feel like, okay, cool. Because once you have kids, once you have a family, you can't live your life for you. You live your life for them. At the same time, I do ultimately want to put myself in a position to where... You know, if something happens to me, you know, uh, fatal or not, my family's taken care of. And it's the fact that you want me, you want me here. You want me to, you know, see you grow up. You want me to see all of these things. You, you want this, which is great, but you don't need me. And I want people not to need me. And that might be, that might be a selfish take, but. I want to put my family in a position where if anything happens, they're good. When I'm not here, you're taken care of. Okay? This next question really, really made me think. Is your life now what you envisioned all those years ago? Not even fucking close. If you would have, th- if you would have told me... A person that his nickname in high school was Stuttering Streeter. That was terrified to talk to women. That had no confidence. That his um, high school yearbook was an afro. The only reason for that is because I waited till the last minute. And my school was across the street for my uncle to cut my hair. So I just had to pick it out and that's what it was. If you would have told that kid that he would not only be skinny, he'd be healthy, he'd be going out here being a lady slayer and doing it on his terms and doing it with respect, wouldn't even believe you. 
could never even imagine the life that I have today. And it goes to show you that time reveals all. If you give things enough time, eventually, not when you want them to, but when you want to or want it to, you'll eventually get to where you need to be. Just sometimes it takes time. And this is my last uh, question, and then I'm going to get out of here. What was the moment when you knew enough was enough and feelings really started to change for you? I realized when I actually started making my own meals. And what I mean by that is I've always been somebody to where I'm not a morning person. I'm still not a morning person to this day. Once I'm up, it's fine. But the fight out of the bed is something like ungodly. There's so many appointments. There's so many like great moments I've missed in my life because I rolled the fuck over in bed. There was literally a moment that I missed that was literally iconic. Where I was getting a standing ovation and I wasn't there. And I lived across the street from the school. Put that in perspective. So, one, my diet. And then also just making no excuses. And we make excuses for a lot of things in life that we want. I can't get this because I don't have this. Sometimes you just got to start. Once I started all of these different things, and these things weren't zero to 100, and these things weren't all or nothing all at once, these are things that I gradually, as I got better with something, added more things on. Started with just cooking my meals. Then started getting up a little bit earlier. Then started to get my dog on a routine. All these little different things that now I have a routine that I created that works for my life. That's balanced within reason. There'll be certain times I'm getting up in the morning. I'm running I'm running out the door. I might forget one or two things sometimes. Sometimes I got to go and circle. I got to go and circle in the room. Or, or make sure I get my, my lunch out of the fridge. Or any of these things. And I realize I'm moving on all cylinders. And it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel exhausting. It feels good. And I'm drinking a lot of water too. And I'm also having fun. I'm. People say that work-life balance doesn't exist. I would tend to agree. You have to make your your life, both personal and work, business, whatever you want to call it, your own. Not every not everybody's. Balance is going to work for everybody. You got to find yours. And that's something, again, over these past couple months, over these last years, that consistency has been thing I've struggled with my entire life. I've been able to do things for on whims and even, uh, even 
for, you know, a short period of time, I've never been able to be consistent. Like I'm talking about much of anything because there'll be one day I just stop doing it and then it compounds. And it's one of the things where I've been putting out content every single day on every single fucking platform. And when I mean every platform, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter if it's a story. It doesn't matter if it's just a photo. I'm putting out content. I'm putting myself out there. And again, it's these things take time. These things aren't just, I just didn't wake up like this. Okay? Even this podcast. If you would have told me I'd be talking for an hour just to an audience, I would have told you you're out of your rabbit ass mind. I was not a talker. And I felt like for a very long time I had didn't have a voice. But now I do. So with that being the case, guys, um, I'm going to end it here. I'm going to be putting this out literally within the next hour or so. Again, like I said, you know, I'm not going to not put out content. But again, I'm trying to get these guests, things like that. If you know anybody in the Jacksonville area, if you know anybody that does want to be, you know, a guest on the podcast, I am working on, you know, um, streaming. So actually getting a guest that way as well. Uh, My name is Aaron and I'm out of here. Later, guys. Peace.